Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Bechukaisai Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Bechukaisai. Our Aliyah is six psukim long, running from Perek Chavzayin, Pasuk Tesayin to Pasuk Chav Aleph. The topic of our Aliyah is the ancestral field. We're on the middle of the topic of describing that a person will give various of the possessions or the value thereof to Hektesh, to the base of Migdash, whether as a korban or as value to what's called Bedeka Bias, a fund which is in charge of the upkeep of the base of Migdash. So the, the topic of Aralia is when a person will dedicate their ancestral field to the base of Migdash. So a person says, this land which has been in my family all these years is going to be holy to the base of Migdash. Okay, so what does that mean? Financially, how does that play itself out? The Aliyah is somewhat confusing. We're told that this evaluation is made according to the measure of seeds. Then how does that work? That there is the amount of seeds of a chomer, that's a measure of barley, for 50 silver shekel. Then the Torah, the Torah goes on to describe that it depends when this evaluation, when this dedication is made. If it's from the time of Yovel, then it will be according to its evaluation. And if it's after the, the Yovel, <clears throat> you will make sure to do it upon based on the remaining years. We then do hear about the possibility of redemption. So let's say you dedicate it, you may redeem that field. Um, but you need to add on to a fifth of the redemption value to return it to your land. And if you don't, or if the, the, it was sold to another person, it is no longer redeemable. It does not return at the, yon, uh, at the Yovel. It is what's called Stei HaCherem. A field of Cherem. We'll discuss Cherem in the next Aliyah. This belongs to the Kohen. So just understand the basics, just the mechanics in this. What is really going on over here? So a person feels very benevolent. They feel they want to, they want to thank. They want to, 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 to give something to Hashem. So they say, I want to give my field to the base of Migdash. I don't have money, or perhaps I've already given money, I want to give the field. So what happens? So the technically speaking, the base of Migdash doesn't really have a use for the field per se, meaning to say the base of Migdash um, is, uh, functions as a religious center and has many korbanos. So what it does is it takes into a possession and it's the money that the field makes, which is going to now go into the Berakabais fund, into the, reg the regular fund of upkeep of the base of Migdash. So it's measured the, me the amount of money that this field is now worth to the base of Migdash and it can use it for um, is the following. Um, it is measured in a, with, based on two factors. Factor number one is the years left until the Yovel and factor number two is the size of the field. Those are the only two um, the axes that we are given to measure the value of this field. So the Torah tells us that it is 50 silver shekels for the Yovel cycle, which means that we are talking about one silver shekel per year. The 50 is given for the 50-year cycle. So one silver shekel per year left to the Yovel is the amount it is worth. And the amount that that one shekel covers is the amount of ground necessary to produce one chomer of barley. Okay, notice by the way that the Torah is not accounting for how fertile or arid the land is. There is a universal, universal measure, much like the Erech in the evaluation of humans. We'll come back to that in a moment. What does that actually look like in practice? So, the Chomer we know is a Kor. That's, another, that's the word that's usually used in the, mis, in the Mishnah. Kuf Vav Resh. What does that turn into? In the Living Torah, in the Rav Arya Kaplan's footnotes, he, makes, he, he quotes the 
um, the Mishnayas in Erechin and the Rambam, the evaluation is done as, as follows. One core is actually 10 Eifa. Eifa is another sub-measure, which, which is actually 30 Seya, another sub-sub-measure. In practicality, that is 220 liters or 58 gallons um, of barley, which is 7.9 cubic feet of production. Now, the, we know that the, the Rambam tells us, based on the measures in the tradition of the, of the Mishnah and the Gemara, that one seah um, can be produced on 25 square amos, square cubits. That's what the Rambam tells us in Hilchas Erechen. So if that's the case, a chomer of grain, which is 30 seah, needs 274 amos per side of land, which is 75,000 square amos, or in feet, 168,750 square feet, or approximately 3.87 acres, which means that if a person were to dedicate 3.787 acres for 50 years, and then wanted to redeem it, the redemption value is essentially 50, is one silver um, um, shekel per year, or per the, this, uh, this 3.87 acres. That is the universal measure. Um, and now, let's, uh, let's say the following. Let's say the person does not redeem it. They dedicate their field. It is now under the ownership and cultivation of the Gizbar, which is the tax collector of Hekdesh, of the Beis Migdash. If a person does not redeem it by the time of the Yovel, in that case, this is unlike regular Yovel. For sales, it does not go back. It remains in the hands of Hekdesh. What does Hekdesh do with this? So the Beis Migdash at that time, will actually give the rights of acquisition to the Kohanim who are serving on that week, so the week of Yom Kippur of the Yovel, they will have the rights to buy out the field and they will pay the for, for the redemption of the field and now re-acquisition re the field to the Kohanim. Another possibility is that the Gizbar may need the cash and they may need the, the money for the base of Midash at this point in time and sell it off to another individual. If that's the case, the, then the Yovel will not return it. The new individual, the new buyer, will not have a snapback reset like like a regular Yovel, and it will remain in his hands forever. Um, the only exception to that is, is if the if, if the, the base of Midash sells it to the original seller or to the son of the seller, then that uh, then there is a snapback. It does go back um, at the Yovel as well. So is, then, the, the, then we, it would not be permanently out of the family. <clears throat> now, why is there this universal universal gauge of price? It's funny because land differs. It depends on its fertility. It depends on its climate. It depends on many things, neighbors. There's so many things that land depend on in terms of location and value. Why does the Torah give one fixed measure, which is this production space for one chomer of barley per year? Very seems to be very narrow. Rav Hirsch points out that it comes back to the very idea that Hashem owns, because I am in charge of the land. And if I'm in charge of the land, it, to, it's not therefore a tool of investment. It is not something for you to get rich off of, to charge other people rent on. It is something which belongs to me and it is therefore valued equally. Everything is the same to me. Rav Sarotskin points out that, the, that this actually, the two areas in which the, the evaluation is done in a very universal style without very much attention to detail is the human being, the Jew, and also the the this the, the field which is which is dedicated. And the reason for that is the following is there's an innate holiness which belongs to a Jew and the land of Israel. And therefore, really, actually, truly, truly told, 
If one were to take into account all the spiritual dynamics and factors of the human of, of this of this Jew and the land of Israel, the chosen people and the chosen land, there would never really be a price which would be appropriate to dedicate that person that, that person or that land. So what the Torah says is it creates for us a chart of um, of what the value is, and it's a very linear chart, very simple. By fields, it's simply um, um, years and 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 space to produce a certain very basic bare amount of, of barley. When it comes to human beings, it's age and gender. Very simple grid line in order to avoid the co- actual considerations of what a human being is really worth. In fact, perhaps if one wants to take, take this one, one step further, what is what the land is valued over here on the amount of seeds that it could be used to produce a certain amount of barley. Perhaps that is the gauge that is necessary for, um, this is the gauge necessary for uh, um, for the human being as well. When we look at the the value of the human being, the value really is the value of the human being really is is the potential they have to produce the potential in their life they have produced, and that's what this is, which is very much minimalistic because the potential is infinite. It's just a very small investment at the very beginning. With this, we conclude the fifth idea in Pasha's Bechukos. Have a wonderful and meaningful day.